You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. My guest is Barkinje artist Kent Morris, who doesn't need an introduction anymore as he's featured in our program several times already. However, I must say that Kent's art practice explores identity, connection to place, and the continuing evolution of cultural practices whilst engaging audiences to question long-held frames of reference. And this will shine in his new art installation, Unvanished, an art installation we're about to explore together. Welcome to Night TV Radio, Kent. Thanks, Bertrand. It's fantastic to be back, and it's always good to get one of your lovely introductions, my brother. It's great having you again on our show in the sidelines of the launch of Unvanished, the first collaborative 3D work that uh, you're presenting, actually. Yes, it's pretty exciting. As you know, most of my works are based on my digital photographic and, and video practice, so this is a really exciting moment to, to bring it to life in three dimensions and working with so many extraordinary creative people to realise this large work for Reconciliation Week. Now, this new and unique art installation is a collaboration between you and other non-Indigenous creators weaving different techniques, uh, say technologies, in a multi-sensory dimension. Uh, quite a lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's got all the bells and whistles, this one. So it's a really major work. James Henry, who's an extraordinary uh, you know, multidisciplinary sound designer, He's uh, created this extraordinary musical work that flows and looks at, you know, from our, our cultural and creation from time immemorial and then the, you know, the impacts of, of colonisation and then how we kept our culture strong and how we need to find a, a better balance, you know, than we currently have. You've got Studio John Fish that do an, an amazing array of events and, and experiences that utilise, yes, high technology and, and lighting and lighting design. And this one's going to have also augmented reality. So Foria will be putting together an augmented reality filter where you can use your device in relation to the large sculpture work and experience digital additions, you know, in virtual space. So all the senses will be titiated by all this artistic and technological marvel by uh, different uh, creators. But coming back to your specific creations, there's always a depiction of country, native landscapes and um, native animals, especially birds. Yes, absolutely. And this is a, you know, a continuation and a development of that practice where you know, birds interacting with the built environment and to the changes to, to their environments and how the negative impacts on their environments and how much they have to now try and survive and interact in the built and urban environments and what that means. So the large pool of water that's there, that, that six metre wide pool of water is to really find some reflection time and to, to think about our position in the world and to think of it more from a First Nations perspective about how important it is to care for country and to care for the, the interconnectedness and the importance of all things, including our, our beautiful native birds, which are the oldest on the planet 53 million years ago. The pigeon, parrot and songbird families that are around the world originated here. And this is something that we know, but that uh, Western science only really uh, verified a few years ago. And so our creation stories and a lot of our thoughts and ideas, totems and relationships obviously centre around our extraordinary birds. They're highly organised, they're very vocal, they're, they're highly intelligent. And we, as First Nations people, see them as very connected to us 
and that we need to care not only for them but for all living things and to readjust the way we're currently going in the world because things are, are going in the wrong direction in terms of care for country. Yeah, as you stated, this artwork is uh, quite massive, six metres by four, with the uh, visual and uh, sound uh, scapes. But there's also another dimension, the dimension of time uh, in space and uh, the continuity between past, present and future. Can you tell us a little bit more about this uh, representation of time in space? Look, it, it is a really large work and fortunately... Cine Art Studios are constructing it and you know, Roger Mitchell there's worked on large works by James Terrell, the sky spaces that people might know not only at, at the Canberra National Gallery of Australia but around the world and of large work by the extraordinary Jonathan Jones so it's great to have uh, Cine Art and Roger on board. The idea and you know, this is one of those things we have around continuity, cultural continuity and that the past, the present and the future are extremely important in how we care for all of those aspects, really. The truth of the past. How are we working for reconciliation in the present? And what are we doing? How are our actions guaranteeing or putting in place a safe and sustainable future for our kids, their grandkids, their grandkids? You know, it's this time immemorial. It's the fact that we are here as caretakers and custodians of the land. We need to look back at what happened originally, that beautiful care and country, of the country and sustainability and balance, then of course we're way out of balance in the present. We're way out so far out of balance that we're having you know, catastrophic natural events consistently and this is impacting again. It impacts even more negatively on country. You think of the bushfires and the floods the amount of our native animals and, and forest areas that are then destroyed further, creating more negative impacts. How are we addressing that? How can we incorporate First Nations knowledges, ideas and, and beliefs to stem this tide of destruction and then what are we all doing to create a positive future for the generations to come not just thinking about our place in the present but our impacts on the future and of course our reflections on the past. Now you just mentioned something very important it's not just uh, the artistic aspect there are also some uh, lessons to be learned in terms of uh, looking after country. And uh, this just sparked a question looking back at uh, especially the recent times we've gone through. Uh, we're just emerging out of a pandemic. But before that and uh, more recently, we've had devastating bushfires uh, and uh, floods. Uh, was your country affected by the recent events? Well, look, we now have the Barker. So the Barkindji people, our lifeblood is the Barker, the Darling River, which has been mismanaged and misused for so many so many decades. You know, thank goodness, you know, whilst you have now a healthy river system, you know, the Menindee Lakes have fallen, the bark is running, as it should always be. Of course, in other areas, you've got severe damage and destruction. So, again, it's around balance, it's around sustainability. We need to find a way that to care for country across the board and not have, you know, debilitating droughts and misuse of water systems and all of the elements around that. And then conversely, the destruction of major water events that happen. So I think the, the pool of water that surrounds the sculptures is circular. So it's like a meeting place for people to come and together and, and again to think and reflect around our position here now and the elements of you know, earth, sky and water, the sky is reflected in that water. We're in between, you know, as, as, as people and as living 
living organisms. We're in between, but we're here for only a brief period of time. So we need to try and think more broadly around the ongoing nature of country, the ongoing nature of culture and history, and to think of the future and the past and adjust our actions in the present. And coming back to Unvarnished, uh, it is a multi-sensory and uh, multi-dimension art installation. Is, uh, the ta- is it the type where one needs those uh, VR d- devices? There's no, um, you know, it's not virtual reality where you need to put on a headset or anything. The, the augmented reality through your, through your device, through your phone or through your tablet, that's all you need to experience this extra layer that adds quite a spectacular moment um, for the work. But also, night and day, it, it'll change in terms of the way the lighting is programmed. Even the lighting in the square will um, accentuate this idea of, of presence and continuity of First Nations culture. Yeah, I agree that uh, it's not an event where you need those uh, funny-looking devices. <laughs> no, you don't. No, sadly, that just bring your phone or your tablet and you're good to go. I, I think it's a good concept that people can participate and enjoy the artwork, uh, whether during the day or at night, throughout the duration of um, this uh, installation. And uh, especially that everyone has got a phone nowadays with them all the time. It's a 24-hour experience. Yeah, yeah, for people to come and, and experience and enjoy and, and, and contemplate sometimes in busy moments, sometimes in quiet moments, and just depending when you've, you've got access. If you're working early or working late, it'll always be there, as our culture is always here, embedded in country, to be there for, for conversations and dialogue and for, and for sharing. And uh, finally, let's talk about uh, the launch. It's one of the highlights. Uh, uh, it'll be a quite spectacular event with performance and music. Uh, can you tell us a word or two about uh, the launch of Unvanished? Yes, this is really exciting, and everyone's invited to come along to that opening event on Friday, 27th of May at 6pm. You've got the extraordinary performance of of Deborah Cheaton's musical acknowledgement of country, which is called Long Time Living Here by Shantae Basks, and you've got guest speakers, the the incredible Kimberly Moulton, the Aughty Aughty Woman from Victorian Museums. I'll be there. I'll probably say a few words here and there. Um, we've got the Wurundjeri Women's Dares for Jiri Jiri and, of course, the extraordinary soundscape and lighting of the the sculpture. So it'll be a wonderful event for Reconciliation Week and everyone's invited to come along for the launch of this quite extraordinary sculpture that'll be there for 10 or so days. And then our our challenge and our, our, our hope and desire is that a permanent home will be found for this extraordinary work. And Unvanished is being launched in the spirit of Reconciliation Week 2022, whose theme is Be Brave, Make Change. Yeah, absolutely. And that harks back to, again, reshaping, rethinking our relationship to the world from a, from a First Nations perspective, taking on our thoughts, ideas, philosophies and concepts in a, in a more meaningful way so we can have that, uh, you know, improved future for everybody. Yeah. Reconciliation Week, it's really about about actions and, and how we can create change you know, as a community and really sharing stories and experiences, promoting change. There needs to be a greater incorporation of First Nations knowledges, philosophies and experiences into our everyday lives and this will, what is what will bring reconciliation and we're, and we're all a part of that and I think you know, First Nations communities and around the, the country are, are providing those those opportunities, those thoughts and beliefs and, 
and access points. It, it's just taking the next step. Everyone's just taking that next step and understanding that this is a, a thing of great benefit for our country and for all of us together, you know. Kent Morris, thank you very much. It has been a great pleasure talking to you about uh, Unvanished, a groundbreaking 3D art installation launching in the context of Reconciliation Week 2022. Thanks, Bertrand. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.